was a boy who had a band of brothers. There was a boy who had a band of brothers. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. Far away! Far away! Far away! He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Good evening, Cobbacy families, and welcome to another Cobbacy Evening Fireside podcast. The Braves are in their bunks, the Warriors and the Council are not, and I'll get to that in a second. The sun has gone down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table, and they are the color of a main summer sky. And the boys and the counselors pour over those blue sheets to find out what will happen today. This is your Blue Sheet Report about what did happen today. Today was the 3rd of August, 8-3-2018. It was Alphabet Day C slash F. And also the OD shift was the Comets, the Com Lounge Cleanup was the Woodshop and the General Counselors. And Meals and Flags today were brought to you by Jonesy and Davey. And happy birthday today to Oliver Willis. Happy birthday, Oliver. Today's events, sibling lunch at Camp Cobbacy, that's right, Kippewa came here to us. We also had Watermelon League and 13 under baseball tryout at Utility. Did we have that tryout? It was scheduled. Did we have it? Thunderstorms were scheduled for this afternoon. I will also get to that later. And I think something you should know about Camp Cobbacy is that we have these lovely birds called loons. And the loons are peaceful, they are pretty unperturbed by the fact that our boys are zipping this way and that on the lake, and they are just generally great. They're kind of like our mascot. Their legend of Spirit Island has to do with loons, they make beautiful music at night. It's just a, the loons and the Cobbacy boys are mostly copacetic. In the last five years, I've heard of zero loon-related encounters of any antagonism. They just swim away or they fly away, and the boys revere them and leave them alone until now there's a boy who shall remain unnamed but has shock white hair and may be from california and may be in the council age group who's really good at water skiing which means he ranges farther than normal on his water skiing adventures and he drops skis and he goes over the slalom course and he's zipping this way and that and he has been challenged not once but twice by a loon and if you knew this guy as well as we here at Cobbacy know him you'd understand how fitting that is because in all the best ways this young man does like to you know occasionally challenge someone he's got some questions he's got some pretty good jokes he's generally the guy in the room who's got something to say so it's pretty funny that the loons have taken umbrage to this young man with shock white hair from maybe California somewhere. And the story goes like this. He had dropped a ski and was going through the slalom course. And he, you know, fell, like as one does when they're learning to get very good at water skiing. And he looks over and there's this loon basically fluffing her loon wings and making not a beautiful sound, but an angry sound, a screechy sound. 
a sound that ins insisted that this boy get farther away from his location. And when the water skiing instructor got back to him, he was saying, SJ, get me back in the boat. This loon's gone crazy. And he got back in the boat. And then, two days later, he got over there in the loon territory again. And that loon, dare I say it, went a little loony. And again challenged the same exact boy. So it's on our fun facts about Cobbacy. This boy who shall remain unnamed, but maybe from California, have blonde hair, has whatever thing it takes to set off loons. The loons do not like this boy. He was totally unharmed, by the way. There was no actual altercation, just some, some saber rattling, as it were. Laundry day today, Arapaho, Apache, and leadership, and tomorrow, Onondaga, Pasquani, and the support staff. This evening, well, it was going to be Watermelon League. And then on deck, there was a 13 and under baseball with a local team at 3.30, Katahdin hike, sign up, and try out with Jonesy, scavenger hunt, and then amazing race. There was also some talk about a hike up Katahdin. All kinds of things were supposed to happen. Today, for Cabo Choice, Braves were supposed to have hockey, disc golf, tennis, gaga, and a soccer match, and Warriors were supposed to have ultimate frisbee, squash, three-on-three tournament, lax game and tennis, and council and station were supposed to have ultimate frisbee, squash, tennis, basketball with staff, and uh, volleyball, but that's not what happened. And that's your Blue Sheet Report for today, the 3rd of August, 2018. <laughs> It is a busy and magnificent thing to run Camp Cobbacy for boys. Each day, I make it out of the office into the breeze and sunlight of Cobbacy itself, and I spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's watching an inner camp, sometimes it's a game of knockout, sometimes it's just one-on-one -on -one time with a single boy, and those times are often my favorite times. This is what I saw today. Well, families, here's how it went. All day today, it has been that sticky, hot, syrupy, slow humid day. Doesn't happen all the time in Maine, but today was one of those days. It was just hard to move. Everybody was dragging their feet. Kids would find reasons to kick the rocks near their feet, to go back for an extra drink of water and then not come back to the activity, but instead still be walking back 10 minutes later. It was slow and no one even felt like, you know, occasionally a, a hey, come on up, let's hurry, let's go. Not even that. It was like a, a silence sort of settled over camp. It had been a long day in general, but also for the last couple of days have been a little long and warm as well. And things were just moving slowly. It was as if, I'll just say, I'll go out on a limb and say it was kind of as if Cobbacy's regular days had run their course. And the boys weren't tired of Cabo choice and activity periods and stretching before basketball and being on time and reveille and all that. We're tired of it. But it was starting just today, just right today, starting to get a little bit like people were looking for a change. And all day long, the weather started to slowly gather. 
the gray clouds of the morning gave way to bright sunshine, which was super hot. The air was not moving at all. It was like the whole camp felt like you'd walked into a closet. You know, that stillness and the quietness. That's kind of how it felt. Except it was outside because the air wasn't moving. The sky wasn't moving. And that went on all day long. Lunch had a humidity to it as well. Drinking so much water. Everybody was still moving slowly. And then something strange happened at about 3.30, 3.45. There was a commotion at the Sachem Bunk. And as you know, the Sachem Bunk is on the other side of camp, sort of over by Griff's Court, the lit basketball court. It's our best court. And there's a running this way and that. And then suddenly Mike here, the head counselor, appeared with a fire extinguisher and began spraying it. Probably the building. Was that the building? And all the boys playing basketball on Griff's court stopped what they were doing. The ball was bounced free. And they looked over, and there was not just Heward, but actually also Luke Dickinson, the assistant adventure director, who'd run over from the wall, also had a fire extinguisher. What's that about? Spraying it this way, spraying it that. And is that smoke coming from the back of the building? And then the air raid siren starts howling. The boys look up, and there's Katie cranking that air raid siren. And then my voice comes on the intercom. Attention on camp, attention on camp. Everyone needs to respond to the possible fire EAP and report to the football field. Everyone starts filing along. Some boys are smiling a little bit. Could this be the break? Could this be it? But others are serious. They're looking at this now growing cloud of smoke over at the Sachem Bunk. Is the smoke getting thicker? Is that gray and white smoke? Is the smoke moving towards us? Everyone gets lined up. Boys get sat. Everyone's ready to go. As soon as the entire group of boys arrives from their various activities, the ones that I was listing earlier, they sit down and the counselors watch over them, as is our protocol. And then everyone started to perk their ears up. Is that the sound of sirens? And then not one, but two fire trucks. Monmouth Fire Department roll into camp. When you see a thing as big as a fire truck, roll into a place they're used to seeing at most cars maybe the occasional bus but a big fire truck which looks wider honking that honk you can't even repeat just a and then the sirens it's enough to startle anyone comes up slows down by me gets directed around goes all the way around the loop and stops in front of sachem and there's some more commotion and maybe that's the sound of hoses and then everyone's looking and then the fire trucks start rolling again, and they come back up towards the crowd, and there's a pause. And then suddenly, Matt Jonesy-Jones, the adventure director, and Chuck explode from the fire truck, wearing gray and blue face paint and running with each of the flags. And then suddenly, a cannon blast, boom! And then the sound of... Oh, it's go time. The break is on. Finally time for color war. And the boys immediately just leap to their feet and sprint past their counselors and explode to the Cabodome. Another cannon blast. Was there a third cannon blast? They make it to the Cabodome. There are teams on the walls. They have been drafted. Everyone's freaking out. They're jumping around. And then there's a splashing sound. And then another splashing sound. And they look up and the Sachem are up there on the balcony grinning with a sign that says fake break 
and lobbing the occasional water balloon. Splash, splash. Everyone starts jeering and cheering. And boo, boo, boo. And they head back to their lakeside. And everybody's kind of looking forward to a swim because it's so sticky. They're going away. And they're, they get all the way to the waterfront, maybe. And then suddenly, again the song. Bang the cannon. Bang the cannon again. And bang the cannon again. Three cannons. And as they're running, the boys launch into a cheer because three cannons means this is no joke. This is no fake. It's time. They surge into the Cabo Dome, pouring over to the walls where the teams, the real teams, are now posted, running over the puddles made from the water balloons just seconds before, and splashing and cheering and screaming and screeching. And soon, from the outside, you can hear them bashing on the inside of the Cabo Dome as if it is a tin pan that they are inside. They're, they're hammering it. They're even kicking the walls. And the Cabo Dome is made of... of corrugated metal and so it's ricocheting the sound around reverberating exploding boom 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 we want griff we want griff we want griff and then just griff 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 we want griff yes we do all that's happening boom 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 and then just as they their lungs start to tire the door opens and there is griff all six five of him holding two hatchets aloft and the cheering gets so loud it's hard to hear because color war has begun. They get up to the dining hall after the teams are read, after everything has kicked off properly, after the group sevens have been read, and the two generals have been announced, Jamie Miller, our head of soccer, and Davian Burrell, the Sachem group leader, and also a general from last year, and also the victorious chief from Tribal Games, two times in a row. Davian Burrell and Jamie Miller are two color war generals, Jamie leading the gray grizzlies, and Davian leading the blue panthers. It's time. The boys get up to the dining hall, and all of the chairs have been switched. The dining hall has been rearranged because nothing is going to be normal now. Camp is not normal. All the blue chairs are on one side, all the gray chairs are on the other side, and then no one can talk. It's a silent meal. Everyone files in and their teams about face, Blue team, forward, march. In they go. Color War has started, Cobbacy families. And then in the middle of dinner, the weather changes starkly. It starts to spit. There's a few rumbles above us, and then the temperature drops. And now it's raining. And it's still raining. I don't know if you can hear it behind me. But a steady rain with rumbles above. And suddenly the air is no longer sticky. It's fresh. It's as if there has been a phase change in the very fabric of the air because it's color war now. Everyone's getting their teams together. Everyone's deciding on the chants and the cheers and the tactics for the coming five days. It's go time. And that is our little informal podcast for Camp Cobbacy for Boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight with visions of future triumphs and defeats and maybe a little butterfly in their stomach but they will still go to sleep with good counselors watching over, surrounded by their friends. Loons sounding on the lake. Loons not to be trifled with. All is well in this place set apart.
our streets, your tall 